Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. We have some very special broadcasts over the next few weeks, and we're looking forward to them. And I'm extremely excited about it because I have both my daughters with me today. Terry, who you see on the program with me regularly, and Jerry Ann, who is joining us today. Girls, you look beautiful. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, I'm so proud of both of you, and I am excited about these broadcasts. Me too. It's a treat to have my sister with us. Yeah. I'm excited to be here. I've never done anything like this, but I'm ready. You're ready. I'm ready. Well, let me tell you a little bit about Jerry Ann. I'm not going to tell you how old she is, but she was born in 1968, <laughs> and she is the mother of six children. The oldest is how old? 24. 24. Mark James is 24 years old. And the youngest, Kai? Six. Is six. Does she look like she is the mother of six children, the oldest being 24? I'm telling you what, God's been good to you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to be talking about, on this broadcast today, Jerry Ann's brand new book, Happy to Be Me. And we're excited about it. It's her first book of this nature, You've written a couple other books before, but this one is the one you have been living for. This is the one that you have been preparing for all your life. And yes. I know you're excited about it finally being in print. Tell us a little bit about what it is. Well, it's my heart's desire to help other people and, and especially women that are struggling with low self-esteem and just inferiority. That's what I dealt with all my life. Yeah. And finally just getting to a place in your life of just liking yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, the greatest revelation I ever got in my life was I always knew God loved me. Yeah. You taught us that all our lives. But it was when I found out that He liked me. Yeah. He liked me. Mm -hmm. He was proud of me and He loved the personality He gave me. It wasn't an accident. You know, I didn't grow up one day and He go, oh wow, I didn't know Jerry was going to be quite like that. No, he created me exactly the way he wanted right. me to be. And yeah. that was the greatest revelation of my life. Well, you know, when I, when I first began, I guess the way I want to say it is when I first began thinking about surrendering my life to the Lord, I hadn't done it yet. But then I'd look at other Christians and I'd look at other preachers. And my first reaction was, if I've got to be like that, I don't know if I want to be, you know, what everybody's wanting me to be. Because it looked like I was going to have changed my whole personality. You know, for one thing, I, had, I was already a joyful person. I already had joy in my life. My dad, your grandfather, you know, he was a funny guy. He kept the family laughing all the time. And he was a jovial person. I had his nature. And uh, I was kind of a class clown in school, you know. And, but then when I got around Christians and particularly get around other preachers, it didn't look like they laughed anything. You know, it looked like that's the saddest bunch I'd ever seen. Mm -hmm. And if I'm going to be like them, then I'm going to have to change my whole personality, which I was not in favor of. Mm -hmm. And I know, you know, uh, a lot of the things that you've been through in your life, your personality is a certain way. Terry's is a different way. It's amazing how you can raise two children in the same home, same parents, same environment, mm -hmm. same lessons, you know, same teachings. And yet they have different personalities. They look at life differently, you know, but God doesn't want us all to be the same. No. You know, I, I think that's one of the unique things about the ministry is all the different personalities, all the different styles, all the different deliveries. God's got somebody that somebody can identify with, you know, like uh, uh, some people, you know, may not like 
Brother Copeland style, or they may not like Oral Roberts style, or they may not like my style, but God's got somebody that can say the same thing, a little bit different delivery, and they can identify with it. You know, I remember when we, when we had the church way back years ago, Overcoming Faith Center. And I was a young man. Mom and I were young at that time we started that church. And we didn't know what we were doing. We were just, you know, going along here. We'd never pastored before. And uh, I'd preach my heart out every week, you know. And then I'd invite somebody like Charles Capps to come. And Charles would say it just a little bit different than I would. Same message. And somebody would come up to me after us. Now, Brother Jerry, I tell you, I got it. And I thought, I've been preaching this to you week after week. Why didn't you get it when I said it? But Charles had a crew cut. Charles was very conservative. Charles had a little bit different style than I did. Same message, but they got it. Right. And that's the point is that they get the message. God doesn't want us all to be the same. No, he uses the giftings that he gave us. And I think for so many years of my life, I looked at um, my boldness. I was always told I was bold. I was strong-willed. And I looked at those as weaknesses. Mm -hmm. But God put those in me. And like you said, Terry and I were raised in the same home and completely different. She's a morning person. I've been known to vacuum my house at 11 p.m. at night. Her (laughs) eyes start glazing over about 9 p.m. We're just completely different people. Um, Terry was always described as the sweet one. And I would say, I want to be sweet. I'm sweet too. But God has gifted me with different strengths. Mm -hmm. And I never recognized that. I was always looking at the weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And that's the greatest freedom is when you can look at yourself and see the strengths inside Mm -hmm. of you. Well, it's human nature, I think. We always want what we don't have. Yeah. You know, like... I wanted her personality. She was loud, bold. She'd jump on top of tables to get everybody's attention. <laughs> I'd just sit in the corner and twirl my hair, you know. <laughs> and, I mean, even as kids, I remember preachers coming to town and prophesying over kids. And I remember they came to Jerry and they said, you're a lion. You're a powerhouse. You're a lion in the body of Christ. And I was just waiting for my turn. They got to me and said, you're a little lamb. <laughs> yeah. You're sweet. Yeah, peacemaker. And I was like, I want to be a lion. <laughs> yeah, that's like uh, uh, Casey Treat and I were speaking in a conference in Honolulu yeah. at Art and Kuna's church there in Honolulu. And you and Wendy, Casey's wife, yeah. were in London speaking yeah. in the conference at the same time. And Casey comes over and shows me this text he just got from Wendy. He said, you'll never believe who I'm preaching with in London. Jerry Savelle's daughter, Terry, said she has the voice of Minnie Mouse and the power of Mighty Mouse. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's true. I like that. Well, the message yeah. translation, it says in 1 Peter 5, 6, be content with who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's an awesome... And that is so hard for people to do. It know. is. Mm-hmm. I mean, once you get a hold of that, that just be content. You know, the flaws the, and everything about you. Just be content yeah. with who you are. Yeah. Let God do the refining where he needs to do, but just like the personality yeah. that well, he see, gave I you. I battled with that growing up, too, because I was always small for my age. I was always the smallest boy in our class, and I was always called. In fact, I went through four schools before I ever finished the sixth grade. Mm-hmm. We moved several times. And I went to four elementary schools. And the first day at every new school, I was labeled Little Jerry because there was always 
another Jerry in the class, and he was normal size. Normal so Jerry. I was little Jerry. I'd raise my hand, what is it, little Jerry? I hated it. I didn't want to be little Jerry. And the only way I could prove more so to myself that I was as big as the normal guys, I had to excel in sports. And that was my out. That was the way I felt good about myself. If I could prove that I can play baseball as good as the big guy, then I felt good about myself, and it made me feel like I had proven to them that even though I'm little, I'm short, I'm small, I'm, I'm strong, I can run fast, I'm athletic, you know. And that's, that's, that was my out to make me feel, feel good about myself. I was never content. I had a friend. Uh, his name was Ben. And Ben was the normal size, very athletic. He could play baseball well. He could play football well. He could run track well. He could play basketball well. He, he could have been a four-letter athlete in high school. He could have lettered in every sport. And I'd get so mad at him because he would start and then he would quit. And I'd go up to him and I'd just shake him. I'd say, Ben, you make me so mad. I wish I was as big as you and could do what you do. They, I would never quit if I was your size and could do what you do. But he would get frustrated or distracted and he'd quit everything. And I'd get so mad at him because he was everything I wanted to be. I was not content with being me. And that's really a, a real major theme in your book, isn't it? It is. For the record, we always thought you were big and strong. Oh, yes, yeah. They the always strongest. thought I was the strongest daddy yes. in the world. Oh, yes. Yeah. We didn't think you were little. <laughs> Her daughter, Cassidy, oh, yeah. towers over me she does. and says, my little grandpa, uh -huh. my little papa, <laughs> which makes me feel good. I don't, I'm happy with me now. Yeah. Well, I really believe that God loves the way he created each and every one of us. And yeah. you were talking about my six children. They're all different. You know, I have athletic ones. I have creative ones. I have witty ones. I have all kinds of yeah. personalities in my house. Mm -hmm. And I love the diversity. Yeah. I love the differences. I wouldn't want them all the same way. No, huh? And I believe that God feels that way about his children. Yeah. He loves the differences that he sees in each yeah, sure. one of us. Tell us that favorite verse of yours for the oh, message translation. Well, I think it just, you know, I've read this all my life, but it just, when you really let it sink in and you just realize how original, how special, that you're one of a kind, that there's no one like you, it changes your life. And this is Psalms 139. It says, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous and how well I know it. In the Message Bible, it says, you know exactly how I was made bit by bit, and you sculpted me from nothing into something. That's awesome, isn't it? Oh, it's just so powerful to me to know I'm, a, I'm not a nothing. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm a something. Yeah. And he's proud of me, and he loves me, and he likes me. What would you say is the first step, and Terry, you and uh, join in on this as well, to the person let's say the woman that's sitting there watching right now and she feels like her life is going nowhere. She's got guilt. She's got shame. She's not happy being herself. What is the first step to, to getting on the road to recovery? Well, I would say the first step is obviously getting down on your knees and crying out to your heavenly father. I mean, he's a father that loves. Mm 
You know, a lot of people have an image of God as this dictator who reminds you of all your sins and is shamed over what you've done. But he's a father just like my dad, and he's a loving father who cares so much about you. And he's there for you. First step is get down on your knees and just cry it out to him. No religious praying, just talk from your heart. Second step is getting in the Word. That's the only thing that transforms your mind. And your self-image and the way you see yourself is getting in His Word and seeing the way Jesus sees you. That's right. Terry, you've been through some some hang-ups, maybe not quite the same as Jerry's. Yeah. So tell us from your own experience what you did to make the change. Right. And just realizing that the way you see yourself affects everything. Mm -hmm. It affects the career you choose. It affects Mm -hmm. the way you dress even. It affects the way you talk about yourself. It affects even your relationship with God or even the relationships you pursue. Because if you see yourself as worthless, you let people treat you as worthless. Mm -hmm. I heard someone say years ago that you behave in a manner consistent with how you see yourself. So if you think you're used up, you're trash, you've got nothing to offer, then you just behave that way. And so totally agree with what Jerry said. Get on your knees. Um, I always think of it as a two-step process. Change the way you think about yourself and change the way you speak about yourself. That's so important. And that is a two-step process. I always remember... um, Joyce Meyer saying, you know, if you had to clean out your refrigerator, if you open the door and there's a big smell in the refrigerator, you wouldn't just spray something. I've tried that. It doesn't (laughs) work. (laughs) But you have to open it, take everything out, clean it up, and then put the good in. Mm -hmm. And it's the same with renewing your mind to a whole new way of thinking about yourself. And the greatest battle that every person goes through is between the ears. You know, the battle between your ears, thoughts. And, and the Apostle Paul tells us that we are to cast down every thought, every imagination that doesn't agree with God's Word. Right. How many thoughts do you suppose goes through a person's head during the course of 24 hours? And I believe you put in your book that it's been said that probably 70% of them or more yeah. are negative. 60,000 thoughts a day and 70% could be negative. Yeah. That's amazing. So it's important what we're putting in Mm -hmm. because it's always going to come out. And the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So your life tends to go in the direction of your most dominant thoughts. And that's what had happened to me. I mean, I made a lot of mistakes in my life and it was all based on the insecurities, the low self-esteem, and it was what I thought of myself. Mm -hmm. So I continued to make bad choices based on what was down in here. And it wasn't until I got a hold of what, I mean, I obviously knew the word. I grew up in it, but it was just taking it in and believing it, not just speaking it, but believing it and knowing that God had a plan and a purpose for my life. I like to say that I was created on purpose with a purpose, but Satan knows that. Mm -hmm, He comes to steal our purpose, to destroy all those things, kill, steal, and destroy our lives. He knows there's an assignment on our lives and he's coming to take that assignment away. That's right. And you know, and a lot of people have the, the idea that, well, you know, they're preacher's kids. They don't go through what we go through. That is not true at all. I always say God is no respecter of persons, but neither is the devil. No, he's not. <laughs> well, I think he comes harder personally at preacher's kids because if he can get at the family, 
Yeah. Then, you know, it's an attack on the family to shame and make the family yeah. look bad. And hopefully get you to be quiet. Shut up. Well, that's the bottom line is to try to get us who are on the front lines to shut up, you know. And, and I've always had as an inspiration Oral and Evelyn Roberts. Um, of course, the relationship I had with them, I've treasured. They were like my spiritual grandparents. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when they'd come to our home, I was like a little kid around them, you know. And, but, you know, watching what they went through with uh, uh, one child committing suicide, uh, another child dying in an airplane crash, and yet Oral and Evelyn Roberts, you know they were hurting, you know they were grieving, you know that on the inside there were thoughts, you know, what's the use of continuing to go on, look what's happening to our family. But they would stand up there and never compromise the message. Yeah, never compromise the message. And I had them as a great example that if, you know, Satan attacked my family, uh, the bottom line, he's trying to get me to shut up. Mm -hmm. And I was not going to accept that. I was not going to shut up. I was not going to compromise. Mm -hmm. And look what has come out of it, you know, because not only that, but your mom and I stood on the scripture that if you train a child in the way that they should go, they will not depart from it. There may be some distractions here and there, but they will not depart from it. And so you guys are living proof that it pays to keep putting the word in your children because no matter what they go through and no matter how many distractions they might experience in life, they're going to come back to it. So those of you that have children that you have raised in the word of God, raised in church, and yet maybe they're going through some struggles Right now, don't you dare give up on them. God's word is final authority. Amen? Amen? Praise God. Listen, I want you to once again talk about, we said, number one, get on your knees. Number two, get in the word. What would you say is the next step for the person that is just miserable with themselves? I believe just to, like we were saying, just speak it out. You know, every day I believe confession is so important. We got to just confess and believe and continue to just, I mean, we have to renew this, get this junk out and renew ourselves. And I believe you can't do it all in here. You got to speak, yeah. speak that word. And I have confessions that I say out every day over myself. Yeah. I say, I am confident, I'm equipped. And I yeah. go through this entire list every single day of my life. Yeah. And I believe it's so important when you just speak that word because you believe yourself more than anybody That's else. Right. You told me all my life, you know, but it's until I believe it. Mm -hmm. That makes a difference in the sure. world. And the key is consistency, yes, right? Yes, it is. What you repeatedly hear, you eventually believe. Mm -hmm. And that's what I would tell the viewer, is that you may feel ridiculous the first time you read things, but you have to believe what you, or say what you believe, not what you feel. Yeah. You may not feel confident, you may not feel forgiven, you may not feel equipped, but you just keep speaking it over and over and over. Amen. Well, listen, we're going to go to our break. We've got a special announcement we want you to see, then we're going to be right back with some powerful truths to leave with you before the program is over today. So stay tuned.
Today's broadcast contains just a sample of the practical, life-transforming teaching found in Jerry Ann Savelle Newton's book, Happy to Be Me. In it, Jerry Ann shares with great transparency her story of growing up, her fears, a cycle of broken relationships, and feelings of inadequacy. That all changed when she discovered God's love and learned how to be happy with the person He created her to be. In this book, you will learn how to let go of the past, live with confidence, reignite your God-given dreams and purpose, and so much more. You don't have to live another day with fear, depression, or confusion. Find your freedom and passion in this hope-filled resource. You can enjoy life and fulfill a beautiful destiny. Don't wait. Call or visit us at jerrysavelle.org to request your copy of Jerry Ann's book, Happy to Be Me, today. Listen, you've got to get Jerry Ann's new book, Happy to Be Me. I'm telling you, I've already read it twice, and it brings tears to my eyes every time I read it. There's such powerful truths, and of course, you know, having lived it with her, uh, knowing the things that God has taught her that has changed her life totally, and I know they'll change you as well. If you are in uh, a situation where you're feeling guilt and shame and inferiority, this is the book you've been waiting for. So the ordering information is on the screen right now. Get your copy right away. Jerry, I want you to close the broadcast out today by talking about how important it is that a person love themselves. And then I want you to pray for people. We can't do what God's called us to do. If we are living in inferiority and low self-esteem, and like I said, that is Satan's number one. I mean, he wants us defeated in life. So he will bring all kinds of t tactics and attacks and attempts to get us off course. And I let him do that for a lot of years in my life. But when you get a revelation, like I said, of who you are in Christ, mm -hmm and you know who you are in Christ, and there's nothing that can defeat you. And you told us, we've said this a hundred times, you always told us, Savelles aren't quitters. Yeah. And we're living proof of that. I mean, mm -hmm. like you said, we have been through things, we've been through challenges, but I am sitting here today as living proof that this works if you get it down in your life. That's right. So I wanna to talk to you and just tell you that if there's junk in your life, if you've dealt with insecurity or fear, or just inferior, whatever it is that you've dealt with in your life, I'm encouraging right now, where you are at this very moment, get it out. It's time, I don't care how old you are. I'm 45 years old and I dealt with this for a lot of years and it's time to get on with your life and do what God's called you to do and stop wallowing around in this junk and this pity and this low self-esteem and get up, get free and become who you are. So I wanna pray with you right now. Lord, I just lift up the person right now who hears me and is crying out for change. I'm asking you, Lord, right now to go inside of them and remove the junk, remove the hurt, remove the pain, Lord, and make them be who they were called to be. Let them see who they were called to be before they were even created in their mother's womb. You have a plan and a purpose for their lives. And I just call healing and restoration and hope to come up that their spirits rise up and be who they're called to be and remove it once and for all today in Jesus' name, that freedom come and they know how special and wonderful and how loved they are by you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jerry. 
Listen, we're going to continue talking about this over the next few weeks, so you make your plans to join with us. If you know somebody that's going through similar situations as we've been talking about today, let them know about the broadcast. Tell them what time it comes on. Tell them the station and uh, encourage them to listen. And once again, get your book. Order it right away. Do it right now while it's fresh on your mind. Terry? You've read the book. What do you think? I have. Look how much I've dog-eared and put sticky notes. I highly recommend this for anyone that's battling with insecurities, your, you know, those debilitating thoughts that just keep running over in your head, or repeatedly failed relationships, always looking for that one that's going to make everything all right. Jerry talks about that. I think this is a manual to help people get over the past, build your self-esteem, and Make God number one. Stop mm-hmm. looking for people to be what only God can be. Right. Yeah. I highly recommend it. You know, uh, there was one statement, uh, not many statements, but one statement I, I read again this morning before coming into the studio. And I've preached on this verse, I don't know how many hundreds, maybe thousands of times in the last 45 years. But you said something that I never thought of it quite that way. If Paul hadn't let go of the past, Two-thirds of the New Testament may have not been written. Yes. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Listen, whatever you've been going through, it's not over. I've said for years and years, it's never over until God says it's over, and God will never say it's over until you win. Keep that with you today. It's not over until God says it's over, and God never says it's over until you win. You can be the winner that God's called you to be. Take the initiative to invest in yourself. Get good resources like this. Watch good broadcasts like this. Get in the Word of God each and every day. And by all means, get around people with like precious faith. So learn to be happy being you. Thanks for watching. We'll see you again next week. Today's broadcast contains just a sample of the practical, life-transforming teaching found in Jerry Ann Savelle Newton's book, Happy to Be Me. In it, Jerry Ann shares with great transparency her story of growing up, her fears, a cycle of broken relationships, and feelings of inadequacy. That all changed when she discovered God's love and learned how to be happy with the person He created her to be. In this book, you will learn how to let go of the past, live with confidence, reignite your God-given dreams and purpose, and so much more. You don't have to live another day with fear, depression, or confusion. Find your freedom and passion in this hope-filled resource. You can enjoy life and fulfill a beautiful destiny. Don't wait. Call or visit us at jerrysavelle.org to request your copy of Jerry Ann's book, Happy to Be Me, today. Years ago, the Lord instructed Jerry Savelle to make an impact on the kingdom of God in Africa. As a friend and partner of Jerry Savelle Ministries, you've provided vital Bible school training to over 5,000 pastors and ministry leaders over the last 10 years. The hope and truth found in God's Word is needed now more than ever. Thank you for your faithful support of our worldwide outreaches. You're making a difference. Every week, Jerry Savelle Ministries International is making a powerful difference in the lives of people around the world. 
But that's only possible because of the financial support of friends like you. That's why we'd like to invite you to join us as we continue to take the power of God's Word to a global audience in such great need. So call the number on your screen to discover more about Jerry Savelle Ministries today. Both Jerry and his daughter, Terry Savelle Foy, invite you to explore our other ministry resources on the web at jerrysavelle.org. Join us again next week as you continue your journey to discovering God's blessing in your life, where God can transform your circumstances and you can discover your destiny.